0: He did enjoy that. It's nice. the first time he said he enjoyed baseball in the last 15 years.
1: It was, though. You forgot. I forgot. You
0: forget. No, no. He, yeah. was, like, he was actually like good oh, at baseball. Oh, he said that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you told going to admit,
2: but it. But yeah. you have to remember, too, like, that was 11 years ago that they 11. made it. And, like, 11 years ago was, like, that gets you nostalgic a little bit. Oh, my but God. We, we were in college, right? You were in college then? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess... I was graduating high school. 08. No, 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 no. Uh, 11 was last time they made the playoffs, oh, not the gotcha, World gotcha. Series. Yeah. Yeah. And man- actually, they man- made the World Series in a 09 and lost to the Yankees.
1: You're right. Man, I was at the NLCS when J Roll hit that walk off. Yeah. All banged up.
2: Yeah. Has James gotten on you about Jalen Hurts yet? What? Or no, the Eagles man. or anything like that?
1: Nah, he tried to when they lost. Like, I just ignore every time he, like, tries to say something to me. Like, I literally don't respond. I'm a pretty good troll. Like, like, who said, like, who like, when they lost, like, he sent me, like, a thing. It was, like, I forget what it was. It was just, like, a picture. And he's, like, oh.
0: Yeah. And, like, Bri, everything goes over his head. So, like, he understands when I'm trolling. Yeah. And Bri's, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, he yeah. just says, like, he doesn't get anything.
1: They've been a surprise. Hertz has been a surprise.
0: But... I miss your uh, Instagram videos you smoking cigars every night.
1: Yeah, well that was my thing. So I started smoking a cigar after the Phillies would win. I yeah. didn't one, so I just kept it going. That's all. All the and hard then, work you uh, put
0: into those games.
1: Yeah, he acts like he acts like I think that like I'm part of the team. Like no, I'm just a
2: fan. <sighs> that is a pet peeve of mine when people say we. Like I never refer to yeah. Ohio State as a we. Yeah. Like even as a season ticket holder. Like Right. Like I uh, want to no. say we did it. No. Drives
1: me nuts. Same. I sure. want to say we did it. But, like, I'm rooting for the team.
2: I don't see it as much with, like, Eagles fans, I guess. Maybe more so, like, Dallas fans. and. You don't see it with Eagles fans? Are you kidding me?
0: Not as much. We ha- we're we friends with the same people on Facebook. There's no way. I guess, yeah. How <laughs>
1: about the games, though? Did, would you not say that the fans at the game, home games played a part?
2: But, again. They said it was electric the... in there. It's not, it's not we. We.
1: No, I hear you. I'm just saying, don't you think the of fans play a plays role? Of course it plays a part, yeah. yeah. All right.
0: Dude, I think it all started with um, that one game at the Seahawks Stadium where they were talking about how loud Dude, they got. That's, and they that's like, Yeah, that's they, tough, they broke a record and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. And then all this, you know, that just built all the hype because now the Browns are like that, the Eagles fans are like that. Um, I don't know. You just,
1: you seem like you feel like it's pointless to root for a team. Because so, they're not paying you. You're not getting
0: anything out of it. I don't really care for professional sports, like, whatsoever, like, at all. Um, I understand it's entertainment. I think it's way too expensive to go, and I think it's way too boring to watch on TV. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's better things you can fill your time with. But, like, I was reading something. You would know if it's true. But there's, like, an innate thing within humans to have, like, this tribal capacity and to feel like they're part of something. Of course, yeah. And when it's void in somebody's lives that they often like look to stuff like maybe sports or like we we're talking about sexual identity earlier or whatever it is to like be in their pact. So like I get yeah. why people are doing it. I just think they're picking the wrong things.
2: Yeah. And it's funny you say that. So when the height or the really the beginning of my Ohio State fandom was when I had let go of my own dreams of playing any type of professional sport, mainly baseball, but like when I let that go, like it w- it needed to be filled by something sports related. I was always an Ohio State fan. You know, I grew up in on that. We went to Columbus every Thanksgiving. But the fact that like I didn't have that sports dream of my own anymore, like there was something there. Dude, I, I can't listen to you say it without thinking about you
0: having the packages of Ohio State stuff shipped to the store yeah. until your wife just didn't find it. out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Those are the, those are the glory <laughs> days. of
1: Ohio State.
2: Yeah. It's listen, man. I My heart's pounding thinking about a week from today. I'll be driving yeah. to Columbus. Michigan's undefeated. Ohio State's you. undefeated. Yeah,
0: it's gold, just a storyline.
1: I was the same way, though, when you say that now. Like, when I was in high school playing football and everything, like, I, I watched sports, but I didn't. I wasn't as into it as I am now. And then once I, you know, everything was done after high school, I had to fill voids. Right. That was one of them. Yeah. Becoming a fan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is funny. I didn't even think about that. Really? Well, I didn't think about how, like, I really wasn't as into it as I was when I was actually playing a sport because I was more concerned with what I was doing. You know?
0: Is this new thought going to change your future? No. No. Just out here filling voids. Yeah, love it. What do you uh? What do you weigh now?
2: Oh. The bagginess isn't helping.
0: I have to guess like one eighty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, about one eighty. Yeah. Well, at least that's healthy. So you dipped down to like one seventy, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's not that I don't work out and not that I don't eat healthy. It's just like it takes so much for me to keep weight on. It really does. I haven't gotten to the point in my life where like it just stays there, Um, and maybe it never will. But it's definitely like still a struggle to put on. I think you're blessed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as I get older, complete
1: opposite for sure. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I know. I'm literally
1: like unhealthy right now.
2: Yeah, the fact that you've been off for three months and
1: not lifting for like I haven't been. How do you look the same size? We haven't worked out in forever. And I'm three hundred and thirty pounds. I've never been heavier. You're three thirty. Three hundred and twenty six pounds. I've never been heavier oh, God. in my life. It's cause and also it's cause I've talked about filling voids, man. I love food. Yeah. I love it. I get. I, I went to McDonald's the other day. And I just made love to two McDoubles. You know. Yeah. But yeah, the point is i was saying is, you should uh, feel like uh, be grateful. I am. i glad you get back into a nice, sleek, sexy look. Gra- Grandpa, Bill.
2: I- I think Gramp- Grandpa Bill. I thank Grandpa Bill. He is the ex- uh, estranged father of my mother. Um, I don't think I've ever brought up my Grandpa Bill. He lives He's like- not
0: the one that roasted me for the spackle job. No, man. that was Grandpa <laughs> Keller. <laughs> okay. R.I.P. R. Grandpa <laughs> 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 Keller. <laughs> I would so love bad. to see that, too. <laughs> I'm interrupting your story. So... <laughs> Ben's working the counter at the old store in the strip center. Yeah, and, uh, and his grandfather and grandmom come in, and they're in town from Ohio. Uh-huh. And uh, he's
2: it wasn't the spackle job; it was it the was. door frame. The door frame was crooked. <laughs> it was the door frame to the back. <laughs> the
0: whole the whole thing. So the guy's just like <laughs> roasting me, right? Well, he didn't know I was on the other side of the wall behind. Me. Oh,
1: you weren't there. Oh my god. <laughs> So this was just like genuine, like in yeah. his heart. He walked in here and like couldn't help but tell you about how shitty the and, job. And, and Grandpa
2: was. Keller was like a solid six one six two. So like, okay. and this wall wasn't the biggest. So he just had this big overarching view of everything. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he just and then murdered it. Walked out. No, I said, you the, hall, the yeah. back. <laughs>
0: i waited until he laughed. Didn't, didn't make a peep yeah
2: yeah you're talking about you're, your other grandpa oh yeah yeah yeah. no 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 yeah that uh, grandpa bill lives in yeah Georgia. grandpa bill oh why you look so good yes that's what it was yes that's what it was <laughs> yes grandpa bill is like like maybe five eight uh-huh 175 pounds okay. um just a jawline of steel. Yeah. oh yeah
0: Dude, I shaved my beard for... Are uh, you kidding me right now? What?
1: Let him get this no, story. No, it's, it's okay. It's
0: okay. <laughs> Dude, we're talking about jawlines. <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. Jaw. Oh, he already said the grandpa's genetics. Yes. Shaved my beard the other day. For, I saw uh, For Halloween. I saw I wanted to leave it clean shaven. This is the first time I shaved my beard in nine years. And uh, my wife has never seen me with a clean shaven face. So I said, I want to leave for a couple weeks. She left. She, goes, she pulled me aside one day. And she's like, listen. You just don't have a jawline for that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. that's the you, you can't not have hair on your head and not your face and not have a strong jawline. No, that's yeah. the realest like thing ever. You got to grow a beard back. You so.
2: cannot be bald without a beard. Yeah, I guess The Rock is the only one that really pulls that off. You got to be a very handsome man. Yeah. Too. What about Vin Dude. Diesel? I mean, no, when he's I not mean, he pulls overweight. it off, but like, yeah. I'm not,
1: you know.
0: Hey, cheek implants or something. Whatever that is.
1: Get a Jolzer size. You ever see them?
2: The That's commercials. The oh man! Just keep the keep your tongue at the roof of your mouth, and then this part gets higher up. It's an old modeling trick. I'm
0: gonna do that for the rest of my life. We uh, I had somebody in. I'm not gonna mention his name, uh, but we were doing some media for another brand, and uh, we we pulled in this guy, and he was one of our first customers and um you know we're talking and he was asking how you were doing and uh you know he's like oh my god like that guy used to just get so big <laughs> like is he big now like, no yeah. no he's not big <laughs> he's very tiny and uh but you know every, and then it would always be like yeah i would come in one time and he was huge now coming the next time and he was tiny then like you see him again in three months and he's huge again and uh Everybody has the same story. Like, I was talking to George the other day, and he brought up, and everybody's like, oh, it's got to be his genetics. It's his genetics. <laughs> and, uh, you're such a slob. <laughs> but do you think it was your genetics that allowed you to go from, like, 198 to 260?
2: Yes. Um, on top of everything else. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, but most people would take what you were taking, and they still yeah, get Yeah. So. There yeah and
2: there was always this like intense drive this intense like like once you got in the zone it was like an addiction right like it it was using everything as motivation whether it was someone's words or what you were looking at in the mirror and then setting a goal for yourself and um at one point it was a pound a day for like 60 days which again is is not the healthiest thing in hindsight but um I look back at those pictures now, and uh, it's hard to think about, like, you just don't know how big you are when you're that big. <clears throat> you, you really don't, it, especially the size I am now. It's just hard to imagine being that big.
0: Yeah, there was always, like, two things that I kind of admired when you would go through those phases, it, and I, I've said it back then, like, you would go into back to basics, and you'd be the hardest working person in there. Right. So you were always training way harder than everybody else, mostly on arms, but like always training harder than people. And you never made an excuse for like missing a meal. Like you always made no. sure you got your food in. And remember, we came up with that, like that base plus concept. Yeah. Where, like you had to eat your meal before you ate your junk. Right. Right. And like I feel like that would apply really well with you. Like if, if you, no, I'm serious. Like I if, know. if you took like your protein and like a healthy <laughs> carb and maybe a vet, you didn't really eat veggies, but. Uh, you know, and you had to eat that before you could eat your pie at home yeah, and you, love pie. but you probably like, I think body composition wise, you'd be different and then you probably wouldn't eat as much of a
2: pie. It's funny you say that. I actually, <laughs> I went on the coalition website. I was like, let me just, you know, go through the articles and see, see what's left of my, my old writings. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think Ben's Balkan guide was still on there yeah. a- amongst other things. And it was, it was, that's what it preached, that's what I preached at the time. And I think it's something that's so relevant is the fact that you get those core meals in and then you earn it, right? Mm -hmm. I got to get through this chicken and rice for the fifth time today. And then I can dive into the pop tarts and then towards the end of the article you're talking about when it's time to strip that away, you've done the work with the core meals. You just strip away the nonsense that you've been eating to bulk up. Yes. I, um,
1: like you said, when it comes to, like, feeling full, not eating as much, it's because when you eat the chicken and all that stuff, you're getting the nutrients in, you don't get any nutrients from a pie, so when you're, well, you do, but if, when you're done that, you're still hungry, right? Or in an hour, you're still hungry. Yeah, you, you become you more of a regular sugar burner. Meal. That's yeah. good, but I gotta, like, right now, like, for me, it's not the, uh. Like, I'm not really doing any, like, lifting or anything right now. I'm not, like, eating like I used to. Like, I used to eat five, six meals a day. And it would be, like, Monday through Friday, it was all just chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. And then the weekend would come and I'd go out all weekend. Right? It's just where I'm at right now. Like, I think it's the one thing i realized in doing this for however long I've been doing it is, like, you go through, like, phases. Where, like, right now I'm just at a phase where I'm just not doing it. Like I'm not lifting, I'm not dieting like that, but I feel like everything works for something else. So like right now, like I'm not lifting, but my elbows kind of feeling better. Like, can I say that
2: I'm I'm proud of you for that? What for not like lifting? prioritizing more important things in your life? Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is like we want to have a kid,
1: and you know it's just something about being you're mar- married now. It's like oh, it's such a, like I'm doing like adult shit. It's like. Yeah.
0: You go pump, uh, pumpkin picking?
1: No, no, I don't know.
2: <clears throat> but you're right. <throat> no. the, yeah, the adult shit. It's it's just especially as someone with two kids and a spouse, yeah. like it's like I it's it's so hard to justify, like going to the gym for an hour, hour and a half, and, and you're talking about commute plus workout and this and that, and um, I'm not condemning the people that do that. Uh, but again, it's just—it's hard for me to justify this point. And you know, we joke about what I have at home, and—and and rightfully so. But it, it does the trick for—for for my lifestyle at this point. Can you talk about what he has at home? Tonal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you look like you could be on the commercial, bro. Like I could see with, you with doing LeBron like the, James. yeah, yeah with like LeBron with LeBron, LeBron, yeah. 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 Uh, is it
2: nice though? I've heard someone else that has it said they love it's it. It's amazing. Yeah, it really does. It does a lot of things that I need, um, yeah. especially with my knee issues. Like I wish I could, <laughs> wish I could squat. I really that wish that I could.
0: I hope is. I have that video save that you sent me. If you doing leg extensions during COVID yeah. and it just sounds like popcorn, <laughs> like baking in the oven or in the microwave. Yeah. It's disgusting. I still
1: remember that one day we did legs together and I didn't even know. And then his knee started going. I was like, Oh God.
2: And it slips now. So it slips out of place. It, I don't, I don't want to say dislocates, but it, it gets to a spot where it's not in the right track, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it, I walk like I have a peg leg until yeah. Jess can come over and like yeah. snap it back. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Heather used to get that.
1: Jesus Heather Frank.
2: Oh, okay. At the gym,
1: she yeah. her, her she we call it the wonky knee. <laughs> we have to click it back
2: in there. Yeah. Is it both knees or just one knee? It's it's literally the only health issue I've ever had is my left knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my left knee. Four four surgeries. Four four. Damn. Mm-hmm. Three ACLs A and MCL. Uh, two ACLs and two <laughs> meniscus. Yeah. They used to give that out. I the remember meniscus. all my
1: friends that got knee injuries. They'd be giving out the oxycontin for that back in the day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they'd be like eighties
2: and thirties. That was always my. Like, that was kind of the baseline for my view of addiction yeah. as a disease. And, you know, that was kind of always the argument, especially early on, right. back when people weren't as um, privy to it or more ignorant. With addiction as a disease, I was like, listen, I was prescribed over 200 Oxycontins mm-hmm. in, in my life, and really over the last eight years with these knee surgeries. And for the most part, I took them all. Mm-hmm. But when I was done, I was done. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't have that genetic predisposition now, to addiction. Did
1: you get sick, though, when you were done taking them? Uh, like, did you feel, looking back, did yeah, you feel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, I, of course, the physical effects. You had the physical effects from that. And by the thir- or the fourth knee surgery, I just did 800 Tylenol. I was like, I don't want yeah. I'm not to. Yeah, I was going
1: to ask you that. Did you
2: feel like you needed that amount of Oxycontin? I mean, for an ACL surgery, for right. sure. Yeah. Um, okay. not, not that amount. Oxycontin for sure. That that yeah. not that amount though. That amount was ridiculous. And you have to remember that was back in 2012. Yeah, and, and this was back before all the you know the lawsuits and the sanctions mm. and everything else. Um, yeah, so it was a different ballgame back then. They were then. pushing that shit hardcore, kind of like that vaccine they're pushing right now, aren't
1: they? <laughs> oh, we're not gonna. Okay, we're not going Sorry. into politics here. <laughs> <laughs> here. It shouldn't be political, but all right. Yeah, but no, it's, that's honestly where, where, like, I get a lot of my, uh, have you watched uh, the show on it with, um, is it, it Dennis Quaid? Yes.
2: I haven't, no.
1: Phenomenal. Yeah. Is it good? And it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal, and it shows, it shows it perfectly. Yeah. As to how it happened, how they were giving it out, a high school kid gets a knee an injury, he's getting 80 milligram Oxycontins and at 30s. And it's someone that doesn't have any addiction. Like, the doctor The doctor in it that's prescribing it ends up getting addicted to it. It's usually, it's really good. But it breaks it down pretty, pretty good. And it shows how, like, Purdue just... Yeah. They pushed it, knew exactly what it was, lied to everyone, and then didn't have to pay any consequences
0: for it. I think the I mean, whole... That's reality. The whole system... Of medical needs to be revised, obviously. Yeah. But like when when my liver shut down, that yeah, remember when I went to the doctor that day, my doctor wouldn't. I was yellow, right? Mm-hmm. I had terrible skin. He wouldn't let me get blood work. Yeah. Said, no, you're fine, and sent me home. Incredible. And then I had to call him again and say, listen, like I think I should really, you know, do blood work. And he's like, fine, wrote me the script, and then the next day I was in the hospital. Yeah. So. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it it needs to be completely revamped. Um, I've had, I had the same doctor for each knee surgery and that's how you could tell that times were changing was because his prescription or his script writing habits changed. It dwindled? It dwindled, 100%, um, you know, whether it's self-serving to protect or whatever it may be, but you know, you could definitely tell that there is a shift in, you know, it is, it is beneficial, but it's a little too late for a lot of people too. Yeah. You're working in psychology,
0: right? So, do you work with any psychiatrists? Because yes. of Where you're located? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have like different viewpoints on?
2: That's that's a good question. Um, so yeah, everything's in house. So the psychiatrists, nurse practitioners, anyone that can prescribe, it's literally right down the hallway. Um, for the most part, they are pretty balanced. Um, <coughs> you know if something is depression or anxiety related like they really try to emphasize like try to work with, it with your therapist but there are obviously every psychiatrist or prescriber has different viewpoints and they'll they're quick for the lexapro or you know something along those lines
0: Do you, are you big on like weed helping with that
2: uh personally yeah i i i don't smoke myself but i think that yeah, I think that with the trend of marijuana, and where it's going and people's understanding of it, um, for sure, I think that it's if you could for, take that over a pill for depression or for like addiction. No, for not for addiction. Well, they do that. They I know. Have, I know. They have I know. Marijuana. What? Is the they lesser of the evils? I guess I don't. There are people that do that for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say someone that is recovering from substance use Uh would be prescribed marijuana Uh, i mean the medical industry wouldn't tell you that the pharmaceutical industry i should say yeah and then james said obviously maybe it's just the lesser of two evils at that point um but yeah it's not something that i would necessarily go for um on a personal level
0: there must be like different genetic drug interferences because anytime I've ever smoked, it's given me more anxiety. It's never calmed me down. Yeah. Like it's probably responsible for more panic attacks than anything else. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Did I you just smoke feel like...
1: through it? Like, did you just keep smoking until it was fine? No. no so how many like... times did you smoke? Like, did you smoke like one time and you're like, oh, fuck this. And then like you tried it again and you're like, oh, no.
0: Four or five years?
1: you smoked four or four or five years oh, okay all right i'm just curious because yeah i remember like one time I, <laughs> one time i started smoking again because i had to do drug court and i got back and i started smoking weed again and when i got done and dude it was i smoked like half a blunt which i used to smoke all the time and be fine and i was like yeah, I was paranoid. I was like, "What the fuck?" But then I just smoked right through it. Well, that's I,
0: that's normal for people. Like the first couple times that they smoke after like a hiatus, yeah, and that's what like I mean. They have like anxiety, but no, like this yeah, this you, actually got worse as it went on. Right, you were actually yeah. smoking. That's why I didn't yeah. know if
1: like you tried it once and you're like, ah, no,
0: no, and it was like it was medicinal too. Like it wasn't like I was getting like bad stuff or anything like that. So nice. Oh, was yeah. this your Cali days? No. Sure. It's that long ago.
2: <laughs> it is a touchy subject, though. There's no, no doubt about it. There is something that, like, there's a lot of different opinions on it, and I think there are people that rely heavily upon marijuana, smoke mm-hmm. it every day, and and really struggle without it. Um, you know, which is something else to be considered because you can be diagnosed with cannabis use disorder. Um,
0: so that's a form of addiction, but it's non-addictive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, what about like uh, like weightlifting? Do you think it's useful? That's a big trend right now. I had a guy. Before Huge. you say
1: that, yesterday asked me about who's this guy on Instagram that smokes a bunch of weed and then lifts. And I said I don't know who you're talking about, but that is trending now. Is where I, guys I think, will smoke weed and then lift.
0: Well, you're seeing all like the big influencers. Like I think, uh, like I don't want to name drop, but I think it's Julian Smith. Maybe I don't even know who that uh, is. And he's, he's like a, just a great. Build for a, a natural person and you know he, he looks enhanced but he's not and mm-hmm. you know and then you know they build up this huge following, and then it comes out that you know they're big proponents of marijuana so then yeah. everybody's like oh you gotta smoke and, and lift because that's what he's I doing I think about.
2: Michael Phelps is the king of that yeah is but it nobody sm- goes swimming is it <laughs> no. is it smoking and working out like yeah. is that the is that what they're like lot advocating lot people, for yeah, a lot of the younger kids are doing out. that yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I they're I saying it,
0: it helps with the mind muscle connection
2: I haven't seen any research regarding that uh i'm sure it's being developed or maybe it's there's some out there but um i've had clients use marijuana for like eating purposes for appetite appetite Mm. purposes to increase appetite um but in terms of performance i I, yeah i just don't know um you never did it no
0: really i think when i was like 19 or 20 shit no. you just get lost in the gym like you of get shit. confused like you're in there and then like next thing you know you're standing there for 15 minutes
1: yeah no, just, I don't know maybe cocaine but I'm not smoking any weed before I go in there it's a generational difference do a little yeah, bit of yeah yak, for sure it's like a pump you
0: know what I mean that's that's what they used to Hope do
1: then when you're done you take a little bit of the other stuff to calm you down you the old upper downer
0: yeah yeah we were uh, we were talking about your size difference hmm. earlier And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about how, like, what you would take is so minuscule to what kids are taking now. Yeah. Uh, And we're only looking at, like, seven, eight year difference. Yeah. It's just crazy how that's, like.
1: You are a phenomenal responder. Yes. I don't think it's BS, man. (laughs) I don't think it's BS. Now, I'm not comparing it to these kids that are get on a bunch of shit. I'm just saying, as a a guy,
2: you just, you were a good responder. And you also did it correctly. Which helped, probably. Yeah, so I I always thought that obviously James is rolling his eyes, but I always thought that of course I I think everyone responds differently to 100 to yeah different yeah. substances for sure. I just again I just think you worked harder at the details. So like if you,
0: if if you took this an identical person right, and you, we could
2: pick one and and I know I, who I advocate for all the time. We won't name drop, but I swore maybe not now, but back then like. He busted his butt and kind of looked the same all the time. And I said he busted his butt, and James would go, absolutely not. I think we
1: lifted with him before. Probably yes. he's, one of, he's one of my close yeah. friends. Um, oh,
2: maybe not. Anyway. He used to work uh, work with us, yeah. demos.
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree, though. I, I, right now, I see a lot. Of, yeah, I've always seen it, though. You go into retro and kids' first cycles trend. And they're not even benching 315. Yeah. Yeah. Squat. Their squats are absolutely atrocious. Their quarter squat in mean, 315.
2: You never had a good squat either. <laughs> at the warehouse, me and did okay. You got 550.
1: <laughs> Smells funny in here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I was actually thinking about that. Um, just me? regarding substance, you no know, substance use, and yeah. like, are you comfortable talking kids? about like, what you talk? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. probably not. Okay. No, but okay. I'll speak broadly about right. it. Um, okay. So I should have covered that before. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's right. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about it. if someone came into my office and said, "Hey, I'm suffering from these things: anxiety, depression," and they had talked about using Trend or Test or. Um, you know, running a decent cycle, how would I approach that? Mm. And um, so there's two different schools of thought. Obviously, you have billing purposes, insurance purposes. Like, you have to have a diagnosis to bill for insurance. So you you would diagnose with uh, depression, anxiety. (laughs) But you're really not supposed to make that diagnosis if there's – mood altering substances Mm -hmm. involved and james and i would talk about this and i was a big proponent of what is normal what is normal we put these things into our body um that alter how we think or how we respond to things Mm -hmm. so i would say to this person that walked in my office hey we can work on these things through coping strategies and this and that but take away Take away the drugs, take away the substances, and how are you responding? How are you reacting to things throughout your life? You know, I think it's it's a big big deal, and and a lot of people choose to ignore it. Yeah, I don't even
1: like I if I like I've gone through that myself uh, with anxiety, and I at first I was like oh, no, nah. but then I realized it's like you know, even testosterone can increase your anxiety when you're on it.
0: And the anti-estrogens can mess right. with you, too. For sure.
1: But, like, what if they were like, listen, can you help me manage this as best I can while on that stuff? Of
2: course, of course. And that, yes. then that yeah. goes back to the coping strategies, uh, understanding triggers, things of that regard. Um,
0: but that takes a very balanced individual to come to terms and say, like, you know, these substances I'm putting in my body are making me make decisions differently, react to things differently. Right. So that that's a mature thought within itself. Of course. Yeah. And it took us years to even even understand that. And, uh, you know, again, the kids take a lot more stuff than we took back in the day.
2: Yeah. You're talking about a lot of like increased self-awareness, the things that really bring this stuff to light that not a lot of people have. So you're right. Like there is that baseline there. And then it goes back to, well, I'm just doing TRT. You know, I've been out of the game for a while, but I'm assuming TRT to a lot of people is 250. 200, yeah, yeah 250.
0: 200. Well, 250 if it's a uh, you know Chinese stuff right. that you got in the box. Right. 200 if it's <clears> you know from the dock.
2: Yeah, which again is not TRT, and no. which again, like you said, testosterone can exacerbate a lot of symptoms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just um, it's definitely one of the things that I think plagues the the population that that you that you service. You know, when I knew you were gonna stop. You know with the hardcore lifting
0: and uh you know taking stuff and even regular supplements you know um i guess that kind of started to go down to COVID-ish time yeah maybe right before COVID, and um you know one of the things you said to me and we're sitting there with george actually mm. and you're like i hate myself when i start lifting you're like I look in every mirror at myself, I start flexing in mirrors and like, you know, I look at my my reflection in my car windows and stuff and you're like I just turn into such a douchebag and I just hate that person. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting and I've I've like paid attention to that within myself, you know, over the last Have few you? years since well, <laughs> Listen, I'm a different style of douchebag every day. So <laughs> really? That's, that's really, different. dude? That's different. Like. But, dude, when have you ever seen me flexing? I don't even want a mirror in the gym. I put that for everybody yeah. else.
2: Um, yeah. bro. You but sent me pictures. Of what? Of you flexing in the mirror. There's progress pictures. What? There's difference. There's differences. Uh, don't- that was years ago. That was before we had this talk. So, referring back to that conversation. Um, obviously knowing i was doing this podcast i looked up i I had a vague understanding of body dysmorphia in terms of a diagnosis but i Mm. it's not something i engage with routinely like it's kind of out outside of um my clientele or population but like we fit into it or used to
0: big time big time
2: yeah um and you're looking at like um basically this irrational understanding of the way that you look and you're nitpicking your, your mirror checking constantly. Um, you might be harping on one particular part of yourself, which, you know, for us, maybe it was biceps or quads or whatever it Dick. may be. Gyno. Gyno. Yeah. <laughs> um, Guy gyno, Yeah. Um, are Good. All right. <laughs> and then, and then it's this constant comparison. You said that listen can i no let me okay. all right here. yeah all right well, and it's this constant enough. comparing of of yourself to others and yeah. again it goes back to a lot of people could be diagnosed with that but within bodybuilding and fitness like it, it breeds that though it yes. breeds that diagnosis so like it's how do you get away it from this
0: yeah do you
2: in bodybuilding that's what it is you're getting critiqued
0: but you can get, so like, all right, so that's an issue, right? Body dysmorphia and, you know, the obsession that steamrolls with it. Yes. Right? So then you have that coupled with the, the m- mood-altering drugs that you're taking. Right. Uh, you know, the PEDs and stuff. But there are people that have done, you know, the sport, people that we've met. Uh, yeah. You know, Evan, I think. For sure. Like, honestly, like, if, if I wanted to idolize anybody in, in bodybuilding, you know it, it's really him yeah like he he's just the most down-to-earth person he doesn't want any both the times he's been here he didn't want to talk about lifting mm-hmm. yeah. he didn't want to talk about competing we did the seminar he says he hates posing yeah he mm-hmm. said he hates competing and being up on stage and being in the small trunks and all that stuff oh yeah he has i know he has at least one kid and a wife like he's Cop- the most normal person but how difficult do you think that is for people to like understand it way ahead of time so they don't follow down that path
2: do they have a choice? Like once you get in it, like do you have a choice? because um, you're in it. It becomes then your identity. It becomes your identity, which is awful. It's an awful identity well, yeah. to have because that means that you can't you can't live without it. Like right. you don't know who you are without it. And um, there's there really shouldn't be that big of a facet outside of your your wife your kids or whatever maybe there shouldn't be that big of a facet such as lifting or the way that you look that should take up that much of your identity they really it's just not in my opinion it's just not healthy it's just not a way to function um and of course like there's narcissistic traits That come along with that I don't think anyone necessarily has a personality disorder or anything along those lines but they're like it's just a selfish type of lifestyle that requires an immense amount of balance that not everyone has
0: I haven't even been a father for a year but being able to just you know for for maybe the first six months of her life or so you know I was dieting but like to be able to do it and not think about it And not put any pressure on your family about it. And like, you know, basically live life normally. So that way they didn't even know about it is so difficult to do. And because it does consume you. And you're constantly thinking like, well, I need to make this adjustment to my diet. Or, you know, we're going to go out to eat. Like, what am I going to eat? And uh, you know, just having all those different pressures. I, you know, we were talking about just aging, you know, before and, mm-hmm. and getting older and all that stuff. And it it just it, it's just a young man's sport, man. And I feel like after thirty, you know, maybe thirty five, it's just it's just unattainable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's to each his own, too. Like you don't want to criticize anyone for yeah. following their dreams and their passion. And, and I,
1: some people can balance it. And some yeah, people yeah. can. A lot of, like they're, 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 I know a lot of people that compete they have families and and they have partners that support that right that's huge well, which
2: is a yeah. big part of it
0: and it might be income driven too and income yeah like you know the people that post all the stuff on instagram like I don't know, like, Brad Castleberry yeah. or something, right? Like, he posts ridiculously douchey stuff on Instagram. Horribly. But he's, he's made a living off of it. Yeah. And the people that have, you know, 100 followers and aren't making a living but are trying to copy him, yeah. like, I think that's where the problem lies, right? Yeah. Is they're not able to bridge a gap and yeah, monetize I'm, it.
1: I'm not trying to say that. Like, I'm, I'm me personally, I'm kind of a little opposite of you. Is like, I like lifting a lot. Right now, I'm not lifting. And, like, I feel like shit because I do have body dysmorphia, I guess you could call it. But, like... You remember one time you asked me like, "What is my identity?" Uh, and it's like, "Do I or like, do I how do I identify myself?" And it's like normally people identify themselves by like what they do, and not like who they are. And it's like, it's it's true for me. My whole life, I've identified myself as the big guy, and uh, you know when all this football and everything was done with in high school i spent years trying to fill that void yeah. with other things and then i found lifting and then competitively doing it kind of you know what i mean and like that's how i identified myself for all time oh the bench press guy like that's how i identified myself it's a shame but i don't i didn't know how else like like what else do you like how else do you like how do you find the right way to identify yourself cuz like that's what i truly think is like i was always the big guy not the tall guy but the right. big guy you know what i mean i could always bench press a lot like that was my thing that was you know what i mean and it's like now you know with getting married and all these other things like like you know i'm doing that like i love to be doing i'm having to balance out stuff more and these past few months, like, I've just pretty much been putting lifting to the back burner in the way, like, I still want to work out even, like, when we do have kids and stuff. Like, I still want to work out kind of course. like you're doing. But, like, I don't want it to be as, <clears throat> like, I don't want it to be, like, as I was, like, like keeping up, like, <clears throat> excuse me keep like especially with strength like keeping your strength at the top level requires a lot of attention and like a lot of like work like eating right training right recovering right you know what i mean and i still want to look big and everything but i don't want to have to do all the extra stuff you know what i mean and it's like i really don't know how to go into a gym and not be able to bench 500 like i would feel like awful
2: so what do you do? How do you separate right. your identity yeah. as a person? <clears throat> I would I would advocate for what's your purpose? What's your meaning? Why are you here? You know, what's your search for meaning? All those things, asking the deeper questions because right now what drives you? For a long time, it was to have a, what, a 2K total or something along 600-pound bench. Yeah. Yeah, 600-pound yeah, bench. So what happens when you achieve those things? Or what happens when you come to the realization that you can no longer achieve them? Then who are you?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just a guy that I just, like, I, I labor, I work. You know what I mean? Is that I enough for family. you? No. I i no, it's not enough for me.
2: Well, then you got to do something differently.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But it's kind of like a pie chart, right? So all these all these segments, you know, make up your complete whole. And there's no reason, like, if you find true fulfillment in, you know, even it, whether it's chasing a number or just working out in general, then you don't want to take that slice of the pie away from you. Right. You yeah. Th- you just have to alter what you're doing. And that's why do you think I'm here at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning on the weekends? I make sure I'm home before my wife and right. baby wake up. Right? And that's
2: such a that's such a good point because it's James is maintaining this aspect of himself without compromising the most important areas in his life.
1: Yeah. And and that's where I'm at now. I's like I'm trying to find how I can, you know, still live and be like do what I like
2: to do, but identify as, you know, something else. Well, I, I think guess. your situation's a little bit different uh, in terms of James. James has a business and he has a little right. empire going. Like yeah, for yeah. you, like you're still trying to figure Fire my way. Find yeah. yeah, what's your passion? What what do you really want to yeah. you know put your flag down on? And that's that's fine. That's a, a lot of people. The way of putting it. A lot for of people struggle time, with
1: that. I put my flag down on like when I was in high school, it was football. And when I got out, I didn't. And then I got into the powerlifting thing. And that's where I put my flag. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do and this is what I like to do and how I identified myself and now it's like I do I need
0: to find somewhere else to put my flag.
2: Yeah. It took me 10 years. Yeah. It took it took me 10 years to, to really figure me little it little out. Longer.
0: What would you So Ryan's stuck on like identifying as something? Like do you like if you had to say something that you identify as, is there anything there? For me there's not. Yeah, like, like I don't consider myself a like a business owner. Like I I don't consider myself that a supplier right? hmm. yeah sub supplier <laughs> <laughs> he brings it up all the time <laughs> your drug dealer the supplier. and man. uh you know it's i don't consider plug. myself like a power lifter or a bodybuilder any of that like i don't care about yeah. any of that stuff you know i'm just like part husband part dad and like i have a few hobbies yeah that's it and i go to work right what right about you
2: so i think that i identify myself um by the things that I put effort into. Put effort into being a good therapist, to being a good husband, to being a good father, to being a loyal fan of Ohio State, to being a family man. Like, so I think my identity is what, what I I show myself that it is. Mm -hmm. But
0: like, if somebody said, you know, you're on the hot seat, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, You know, what do you identify as?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's nothing. It's blank. It's blank. But you would
0: probably say like powerlifter. I would say male. (laughs) I identify as male. We're not going there either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, not right now. I wouldn't. Right. So do you feel a little lost in that? Right, that's what I'm saying. If someone asks me like, how do you identify yourself? Right now, like I, I like what you said and it's what I put my effort into. I can't find the words to say it like that, but that's good. It's like what I put my effort into. and Right now, I put my effort into nothing other than going to work every day coming home and that's it you know and that I can guess. wear on you you know yeah it's it's a lot of things right now you know what i mean that uh we don't have to have a therapy session. well i'm not yeah, it's it. <laughs> it's i'm like not, get, I'm not, it's I'm in not there getting into bit. that We're I'm, going not, there. I'm not gonna <laughs> get that way but it's just a lot of things where like everything's fine and like i'm not i don't know how i got this into it but like it's like i just thought what you said about the identity right. thing and everything and it's just funny. But back to everything else is like, I still feel like, listen, if you can do it and it
2: works for you, it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? But you have to make it work for you. And James is the good example of that. Like he, he doesn't work out at five 30 anymore. Right. Not in the morning. Uh, not in the after or evening. It depends if it
0: works with my wife. Of and, course. And the, yeah. Like
2: if she's with the baby and you know, like. Yes. They're, they're going to yes. do
0: something i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get Perfect. this workout right. in but yeah i mean that comes first and like everything else is adjusted accordingly right right and
1: i feel like when you have the kid and everything it changes your mental state doesn't it
0: yeah it's just scattered all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> he Boy. knows i'll tell you what i have to say like when you worked with us and you get you had ellie complete respect for you now <laughs> because i've been on night duty since at august 25 too i, like, I know I, I, I know and we worked at minimum 10 hour but shifts yeah, back yeah, then 10 hour shifts, and yeah. uh yeah i was thinking about that the other day i'm like man i i wish i knew so i would have been more forgiving towards yeah. you
2: <laughs> so i remember going to um Kepco mm. and uh getting my cortisol done and um which obviously is an indicator of stress Stress hormone yeah so when i got it done before ellie it was uh 12 and when i got it done after um i became ellie's father it jumped up to 27 (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh i guess you're not sleeping that well
0: like uh." but it didn't even process on me like you would tell me that you slept for four hours right and i would i would say well you know, last night I slept for three. Yeah. Like, I'm fine. But the wear and tear of sleeping four hours for six months. Right. Is a whole different feeling than having one night of sleeping for four hours. Yeah. And uh, just being able to be focused after that and, and how draining that is. Um, I don't know if I told you, but our daughter doesn't sleep at night. And, uh, and Danielle went nuts. And uh, she was just like, listen, like, you got to do night duty. Yeah. So I've been on night duty since August. And it's been brutal. Like, it, it changes, like, my mental chemistry, I swear
2: yeah so, yeah sounds awful yeah which is a good point like never sleeping just a, a full circle type of thing like someone comes in again to my office and the clientele that i work with is is lower income and has a lot of things a lot of trauma some substance use a lot of different things going on common theme is no sleep Um, Sometimes because of the diagnosis Sometimes because of trauma, whatever No sleep um, No exercise or really daily activities Or hobbies And um, maybe food insecurity But just not a healthy appetite Or healthy eating Like could you imagine If we all could get 8 hours Could eat And could have a little side thing That is just our thing How many diagnoses or, Or things that we encounter or struggle through would go away.
0: I think about it all the time, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I get pretty good sleep right now. <laughs> you get good sleep, but, you know, if you just fix a couple other things, right. it might feel different.
1: Oh, yeah. I Well, that's the thing is, and and I've been through some things where, like, I'm kind of like, I'm, I like to say that I'm pretty uh, good at being in touch with myself. And, like, I know where I'm at right now, and I understand, like, that like I know how to get out of it like what I'm feeling but like I just like kind of just wait and I'm like lazy to do it but I understand where I'm at and what I need to do to get back to being
2: good and that's a good point and just for the podcast how many people out of the three of us have been to therapy or have a therapist currently just a, a, no a, a, over the course of oh. your life have you had a therapist yeah, yeah. and found it effective Yes. have yes yeah. oh my god me too yeah. so right. for the men yeah. that watch this yeah. you know find a therapist it's so important whether you're doing doing well or not you know have a therapist no yes.
1: I, i'm i'm a big i know like, you've had a really good that, well man i like, mean
2: you were
0: Pendel's resident therapist yeah, at the I at the, the store i mean how the many people session. would just come in to just yeah. come in and talk to right you? right so True. yeah you've lost a lot of People still come in. They go, "I miss my talks with Ben." Dude,
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd be there for like two hours, and he'd be like diving into my life. I'm just like, "Fuck,
2: you yeah. know,
1: why yeah. am
0: I lifting?" So as we as we start to wrap up, um, oh, we're wrapping up God, with man. where you are in life. I, I feel like you're successful. You have a brand new house. You know, you have a beautiful wife. You know, two awesome kids. Um, beautiful place too that, thank you i, I seen the videos and stuff of your upper it's deck, Was it a deck? Yeah, yeah the deck's sick it's awesome yeah. you guys see the living room you can see the river from the living room jeez yeah that's nice but uh, yeah, you're doing good what advice would you give younger kids mm. um, you know even maybe even people our age that are you know having those issues uh, you went through them all you know what what advice would you give them
2: yeah I mean that's a lot um, so so The first piece of advice that I would give is to know your strengths, to really know yourself, be brutally honest with yourself, identify your deficiencies, but more importantly, identify your strengths. What makes you, you, you know, it took me a while to understand what I'm good at, whether it's being the, you know, the guy at or at the Pendel location that talked to everyone, like that separated me. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. When I looked at my like group of friends, in time, I, I understood, like, this is what separates me. This is what makes me different. This is my thing. This is my strength. And I didn't really find value in it for a while. I didn't believe in myself. And then I took a risk, and I've talked about it before. Growth, any type of growth is going to be uncomfortable, and it's going to be risky. Mm-hmm. So um, knowing yourself, being okay with being uncomfortable and forgiveness always forgive don't hold on to shit just find forgiveness and and grow in that that's good thanks
0: should have done this in the beginning but for anybody listening or watching um you know ben helped me build this company uh he was one of my first customers and uh he came on a year after Almost to the day, uh, February 7th, 9th. I mean, if we're going to do it, we got to do it, right? Go ahead. I mean, you want to introduce yourself? Do it. <laughs> so,
2: not too many people are familiar with the New false Fitness story. Mm. I'm
0: going there.
2: <laughs> you want to go there?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. We could go way worse places than that.
2: <laughs> so, James and his friend would... Uh, We all used to work out there. We didn't really know each other. James used to be the guy that squatted for an hour straight um, in the corner. Uh, It took him a half hour to warm up and then squatted for an hour. So he, uh, and i always repping Penn State here. Uh, I had just gotten my, like, second tattoo, my second big tattoo, and it was a tree. um, That wasn't finished, but it was really big. So James and his friend would call me tree boy. Tree boy. So at some point, (laughs) James came up to me and uh, said, hey, you know, I see you around. I don't really know you. You don't know me, but I'm opening up a a supplement shop and, um, you know, I'm not hitting on you. But, you know, I think that uh, I think that, you know, I could use you for some material, whether it's uh, a commercial. It might have been a commercial at the time or anything like that or something like that. Uh, I had just come off my modeling days. So like fresh cut, um, no beard, um, probably 180 pounds soaking wet. Ripped though. Ripped. Yeah. But I, man, I, was, I, wanted, I wanted supplements. I was all about mm-hmm. it. And uh, we never shot the commercial. I came in and James had, he was in the corner of a CrossFit gym with three shelves. And I'm like, okay, this is what <laughs> it's about. And he talked about my person- personality throughout this podcast but he somehow got people to come back, and someone like me to believe in him, and rest is history.
0: Yeah, I still think about like why people went back.
2: You I, are an ass, but when it comes
1: to like business, you're not dumb. He knows what to do. Well, well he spent like, time. Was, with, like,
2: he spent time with the people that right, invested in, that, in his business. That was always
1: the first thing everyone said when they talked about it was how much like you like you guys weren't trying to sell anyone anything like when i would go in there like the last thing you were trying to do is sell something you were trying to help actually help the customers and everyone knew that like when people would go in there like the way you talk to people and the way you gave them information you know what i mean like people knew that and every time throughout like whatever the last eight nine years coalition would get brought up the first thing i'll be brought up is like talking to you two and, like the, well, the, and I think that was like
0: the biggest thing. You know what I think about at least once a month? You taking a job there. So not only, yeah, I, I, obviously a year later we had more that's product and rich. a that's couple true, more dude. shelves. But this guy went to college. That's heavy. Yeah, and He you could've went a whole different route. He went, his life would be completely different. Both uh, years. Yeah, uh, no, 100%. That's what I'm saying, that's crazy, yeah. on. And, uh, but he, he went on a road trip and halfway through the road trip, he texted me, he said, I'll take the job. And he hustled me for a few extra grand. I did? Uh, yeah. he, he told me he was making this and I had to match that. So I said, OK. Oh, and yeah. uh, actually, 100% of the profit at that time went into paying Ben. Yeah. <laughs> because I, at the, I was a mortgage banker. Right. So yeah. I didn't need to make money on something. I mean, yeah. I probably did, but I told myself I didn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so
2: all the profit went into Ben. And they made that very clear. James made that very clear. <laughs> Maybe James didn't, but it was somebody it else. Was someone else yeah. did. So I kind of felt the pressure of that. Like, oh, OK, I'll do my best. Yeah. yeah but
0: his first desk was like two pieces of uh, of like this. stuff, yeah. And it had a hinge on it and just like folded out. And then we get tucked away. Nice. But I can't imagine like now just thinking back, like going to college and taking that as your job. That took a lot of balls.
2: I so I know we got to wrap up, but I I had decided to go on the road trip, and um, you had offered me the position at New Falls Fitness. Oddly enough, you said, "Hey, you know, if you decide to come back, because I was thinking about moving now to Atlanta." That's right. Yeah. And taking a job, and um, I said, "Okay, I'll think about it." And I remember calling my dad and saying. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what this coalition thing is going to be about, but like, I'm I'm going to ride James's coattails. Like, I believe in this guy and I'm going to invest my time and my energy into this. Um, again, I had no idea where it was going or what it was going to, but it, it was just that belief, like that camaraderie, the belief. Like, James came to my engagement party after I think we knew each other for like four or five months. So it was just that tight bond and that brotherhood that, like, okay, maybe we could do something big here.
0: Without that, we wouldn't have built what we built. Yeah. So. Mm. Yes. Any parting words from you? I played a part. Yeah, you bought all the super trend from us. Yes, yes, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. And I took the samples of pre-workout. But anyway, let's finish this off.
0: All right, guys. Uh, I have no idea what episode number this is. I don't think we're doing numbers anymore. Um, but thank you for listening, and uh, get back on here soon.
1: If you made it this far, God bless. You, know
0: what you do can't do. find the man. You can't yeah. find him. You know what so
1: Kensington.
0: He doesn't. He's not nah. like a.
2: No, nah, not yeah. <laughs> not, not right not, now. Give it a few years. Go to Kensington. I'll, I'll come, see if yeah. you end up in Ben's chair. You need Medicare, or Medicaid. <laughs> <laughs>